Hey everybody, it's Kim. And Erica. <laughs> Welcome to the Embrace Yourself podcast and live feed. We're messing around with this today. Our topic for today is checking in during the quarantine. So what do you think about that topic today, Erica? Well, I just first of all want to say thank you to everyone for being willing to kind of bear with us through this process. I'm sure we're all learning a lot right now. Um, Kim and I are certainly no exception. We are learning new technologies today. We just decided to try to come up with a back, cool background. You know, if we look a little ghosty, it's because we're experimenting with backgrounds and, and placement and just trying to learn new things in this new environment we're in. And so I'm really excited about this topic for checking in uh, and, and actually trying the, the video cast because normally Kim and I get to sit next to each other in a little podcast studio and chit chat and obviously we can't do that anymore. So here we are, just like you, figuring it out, trying new things. And we'd love to hear how you, you know, how you receive it, what you think of it. And uh, we're excited just to do something different. So, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's been a really interesting time. And I, that's what I really want to speak to today for us on our topics is um, the first uh, aspect of it is what are you doing to keep it together? Like, are you creating any new habits? Are you implementing some coping skills? Uh, have you found anything new that you've added to your day or removed from your day um, based on all of the time that we have available now? What do you think, Erica? Yeah, you know, I, I think there's, well, there's a lot to talk about on all of those fronts, um, yeah. you know, because we're all just figuring out how to do this. I, I, I read an interesting quote um, that was, it really gave me a little bit of comfort and it said, you know, keep in mind that whatever you're doing, whether it's trying to school your kids or working from home or managing a household with everybody who's now in the house, um, figuring out your own time schedule, whatever it is that you're doing, you've never had to do it under a crisis before. You've never gone to work in a crisis like this. You've never had to school your kids during a crisis like this. You've never had to manage your partner relationship in a crisis like this. And so cut yourself a little slack yeah. because every single day is a completely new experience for all of us. And so on top of all the added pressure of the economy and, and illness and all these you know, big, big things happening, that we have to be kind to ourselves. You know, obviously our, our title of our podcast is Embrace Yourself. We, now more than ever, we really do need to just embrace ourselves, give ourselves a little bit of slack and credit and know that we're doing the best that we can. And it's completely new for everybody. It may look like it's easy or someone else has it all under control, but it's new for everybody. And so I just wanted to preface this conversation as we talk about that that you know, Kim and I actually discussed whether the topic today should be a check-in, you know, quarantine check-in, or title it "You're Not Alone," mm -hmm. because a lot of us feel pretty alone. I mean, physically alone, yes, in isolation, but I think there's a lot of noise with what we should be doing or what we could be doing 
and we feel really alone in some of our individual struggles. And so Kim and I are here today to discuss and kind of bring to light the fact that, nope, you're not alone. Yeah. Everybody's going through this. It's new for us all. And we just want to check in with you all because, and share what we're going through. And maybe mm -hmm. that maybe that's helpful. So, you know. And I, I, I actually like that you triggered um, the idea of some of our struggles. I think that that's a really good place to start uh, because that's where we need to really understand each other and, and, and be reminded that we're not standing alone in, in all of this. So, I mean, I would say, you know, the interesting thing for us, which we talked about in our last um, podcast, is our kids had just started spring break during this process. So lockdown began at the beginning of a two week spring break. So that was a fascinating time of just having your kids home at a time when you think you're going to go have fun or, um, you know, there's, a, there's so many expectations wrapped into that two week period um, that it almost became more of a struggle. So what I had to do is back out of my expectations and back everybody out of their expectations of what spring break looked like and said, you know what, this is a time that we relax and we recover. We've all been working so hard. This, this is what spring break is this time, is rejuvenating, relaxing, eating well, connecting with each other. And, and I would say for the most part, um, because my teenagers needed that rest, we did pretty well. I think that the middle of last week was when we had the ominous idea of school showing up. Right. And, you know, you started to really worry about what school was going to look like, um, how we were going to manage that after this habit of being home for two weeks with no yeah. structure, right? Yeah, absolutely. We went through the same thing. We were very cognizant of making sure that our kids had a break. And even though that spring break looked very different, it was interesting because normally even with spring break, you know, you travel or you go somewhere or it's, we're going to do this, we're going to go do that. We're going to just stay busy, busy, busy. Yeah. And as you said, our, this quarantine and lockdown hit right when we started spring break. And so all of a sudden you have to stay at home. You can't travel you can't go anywhere all the outdoor activities are very limited the friend activities are limited and so what does that mean it means well, we do the things we can do which are rest and connect my god did my teenagers sleep i mean sleep and sleep and sleep and you know what's interesting they got happier they were more engaged my boys got along great you know, sometimes they didn't get up till one in the afternoon, which sounds crazy. And yeah. it drove me crazy, but I recognized that they needed it. And that isn't going to last forever, right? They're not going to sleep until one o'clock every day, in, you know, ad infinitum, but, but they obviously needed it. So let them have that time. And then, but it is interesting, the point you make about creating a habit, because my husband and I started seeing that like horizon of school <laughs> and what does that mean? And what kind of routines do we need to set in place? How do we find that balance of, okay, 
you can't just stay up as late as you want. Now everyone, you know, internet, like we actually went to the extreme of like shutting our routers down at 10 o'clock at night so that nobody's devices worked past 10 so that they couldn't stay up late watching, you know, The Simpsons. And they had to try to, they had no other choice than to go to bed earlier to try yeah. to reset that clock back to try to get them on schedule for school again. Um, and I think that's, we're, we're now what, day two of online learning, distance yeah. learning. Some listeners out there have been doing this for two weeks now, mm -hmm. and you're probably laughing at us like, ah, old, we, you know, <laughs> you guys are so new to it. But it is new for us and for our kids, and I think setting a really appropriate boundaries and expectations on what do we expect. And I think maybe that's a really good thing for us to, to discuss right now. What, what is important to expect is if you have children during this, kind of to check in with that, what are expectations around distance learning and what does that look like? What does that look like in your household, Kim? Um, so it's really interesting because back in grade school, uh, we ran into so many struggles with homework. Um, and what I really had to shift in my thinking of how I was interacting with my kids is that whole idea of letting them fail. And it was so, so hard. It was hard on my heart. It was hard on my spirit. It was hard on just my societal pressures of having the best kid that's getting all straight, you know, just that whole idea my mom, that my mom calls that the mom derby. Yeah, right. And, and, and so there was a period back in elementary school where I just said, I want to have a good solid relationship with my kids and not be this asshole that's yelling at them all the time. And if they fail, they're just going to feel the failure. And so, you know, it, it's, it's been kind of something that I decided when they were back in elementary school and I have to constantly remind myself that that is the choice that I made on how I'm going to parent my kids is they have to live with the consequences, right? Yeah. And so I'm being reminded of that. Um, and what that's allowed me to do is focus more on their overall mental health and well-being yeah. on how they approach their day. So, it, yeah, it comes back to my relationship with them as their mom, teaching them, hey, you know, it's, it's a really good routine to get up and shower and have breakfast and then kind of like, like we talked about before in previous podcasts, what are you going to structure your day with? And I just had that conversation with one of my sons saying, you need to sit down um, and figure out what the structure of your day or your week is going to look like. Because starting your day laying on the couch with your computer open without a teacher expecting anything from you is just not going to be good for your mental health. You know, yeah, it's interesting for us too, in that, you know, I have three boys, I have a 10 year old an 11 year old and a 14 year old. So they're in fifth, sixth and ninth grades. And the sixth and ninth grader, obviously middle and high school have expectations and distance learning, but there's a lot more openness about the schedule. 
Whereas I really appreciate that my fifth graders teacher, he has basically set up a 9.15 in the morning Zoom meeting check-in for all students who can participate. And it sometimes it's 10 minutes long and sometimes it's an hour long, it kind of depends. But it's really designed to, and of course the kids are younger, they're in fifth grade, mm-hmm. get the kids up, make sure they have breakfast of some sort, right? They, they check in on a regular schedule and then he basically says, okay, today, here's some of the things you could, you could do today. They're not required. You don't have to do this, but like, let me show you, I'll walk you through where you can find this assignment or that assignment. And, you know, of course they have tons of fun on the call too. One of the, one of the little boys had a younger brother who's four years old with Down syndrome and his whole birthday party had to be canceled and he was devastated. And so they had like a whole class sing-along birthday party for this student. I know, for one of the student's little brothers. And it was like, they have an opportunity to to connect. I know it's gonna like make me cry. Um, But they have an opportunity to check in with a schedule in the morning. Yeah. So I get to then check in with my son and say, okay, what do you have to do today? And what is your day gonna look like? And, you know, helping him because he is young create a schedule. And that helps me create a schedule. And like you said, teaching them to be responsible for themselves, make their own choices, but also their own failures if they choose to not show up or yeah. choose to not follow along. You know, that's a, that's a tougher road to hoe for my middle and high schooler for sure. Yeah, it, it definitely is. I agree. And um, it, it's such an interesting contrast because then I have one son that's more of a, in a private school and there's so much structure. So I know what you mean um, with your fifth grade teacher, like that's kind of all it takes is an expectation to say, Hey, we're going to start the day off together. And it engages their brain in that school mindset. And without that, there's no bell starting the day and it's, it makes it very, very difficult, I think. Yeah. But I think with all of us, as we're all going through this, we learn through our kids and through our experiences. And I think setting boundaries and schedules for ourselves um, is also really important. That's one of the things that I've discovered is that, you know, through this whole process, um, just in the, as checking in, you know, how are we doing? I, I go, you know, I waver between, being awesome and great and having moments where like I'm so agitated I'm like a monster and that I really need to kind of check myself and what I'm finding is have I been eating well have I been sleeping well have I exercised those three things which sounds so dang obvious like of course but in our daily lives before this lockdown and our pandemic they were easy to get distracted from Mm-hmm. And so for me now, I actually, even though my work life has become way busier than it was before, for whatever reason, the lens on my personal health, physical and mental, has become a lot clearer and a lot more up close. Mm-hmm. And I can see that and I can schedule that and I can, you know, I'm not just so rushed. It's like, oh yeah. I, we need to cook a really healthy meal tonight because, you know, the takeout we got, though awesome to support a local business, left me feeling kind of gross. 
Yeah. So how do we kind of recover from that? And it's so much more obvious to be present now than I was before. And for me, that's been a huge gift. Yeah, it was interesting because I was just talking to my mom this morning and she she was saying the strangest thing is that the days are going by so fast. And so I, I was like wrapping my brain around, why is that? You know, like, and, and I don't know if it's the fact that we're more present in our lives and we're actually like, when we're with people, we're engaged with them and that time is still passing. It's just that we're so ingrained in the presence of interacting with a person that, that it, it, we, we lose track easier. And I think it's so interesting because even, you know, if you have to go to the grocery store, just the social distancing, you're so aware of people around you now, whereas before they were totally irrelevant. And so you were so focused on your activity that everything was a blur. And now you see people, like you really see them. Uh, it's funny, I never even thought about it that way, but that's so true. You actually see people as other human beings present, you know, in your space, in the space you're in. Whereas before you would literally be so blinded to what you were doing that you wouldn't even notice other human beings passing by. Um, that's a really interesting point that we're, we have become more aware and more present of our own, how we take up space, but how other people take up space and maybe what they're experiencing, what they're going through. You know, my, um, we in Nevada, unlike, you know, many places, um, we're not on, well, we, we may be soon, but we're not on like a shelter in place, stay at home order. You know, we're, we're supposed to stay at home, but it's not as uh, draconian as it is in some places. So my, I went to the grocery store and, um, and my son really wanted to go with me just to go out with an adventure. And we talked about, um, you know, washing our hands and not touching things and keeping our hands to ourselves. And there was uh, an older couple walking through the grocery store with masks on and gloves on. And this was like two weeks ago. So kind of before things really got crazy. Mm -hmm. And um, he even said, mom, he's like, did you see that? And I said, yeah, I did. And we ended up having conversations. So, well, why? Wow. Like they're really like serious. And I said, yeah, they are. And that's probably, we should all probably be like that. And it gave us this conversation about other people's experience in the world. Whereas he probably would have never noticed them before, but he noticed it. And then we talked about, well, they're maybe at higher risk and maybe they're more concerned than we were, but maybe we should have been, and how it's important to consider them when we're passing by as a, as a um, conscientious citizen to mm -hmm. take care of that other person. It just was a very physical reminder mm -hmm. that other people are going through things that maybe you're not. Yeah. And, and to be aware of them and to be cognizant that not everybody is walking through this world exactly how you are. And it was a really interesting conversation with my boy about that and that you should, you can't assume 
that everybody lives the way you do or has the same privileges or challenges that you do. Mm -hmm. um, and so it, you're, I really just kind of bringing it back to your point about we're seeing people, really seeing people in a way that we, we were too busy for in the past. Yeah, it's been really fascinating because just the the checkout lady, you know, I always tend to go to the same one because she's so sweet and I love saying hi to her and just saying, I hope you're doing well and I hope, you know, giving her a little love because uh, she's been working a lot. And, um, you know, it's it's nice to be able to, you know, when I go there, just try to give her some love and compassion for, for working so hard for everybody, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of giving love and compassion, um, <laughs> you know, one of the things we wanted to talk about today as well is just like a general check-in. So, you know, Kim, how are you doing? Um, you know, it's funny because every day seems different. Um, like a, a few days ago, I really, and I, and I think a lot of it was coming off of spring break and again, fighting those expectations with spring break of like, oh my gosh, you know, we should have been more bonded as a family or, you know, and, and you have that pressure um, that everyone's doing puzzles and every, you know, you see kind of the social media, everyone's, everyone's bonding and having this great time together. Well, all that in the work world, we call that productivity <laughs> porn, right? Yeah, like so, you so my husband's still been working the whole time, you know? Um, so spring break wasn't like a, a family event by any means. And, and I have to check in with myself on that. Like, you know, why, you know, why everyone's going on these family walks and well, he's still working. Like <laughs> this is still, um, you know, normal life through his eyes. And, and I have to be very fair about that. So, um, you know, there's, there's a few days because of the shift and the, you know, we were going to go places that he actually had days off and it was really nice. And I was super grateful for the days that we had time together to just, you know, relax or hang out or just get exercise or, you know, try to play a game. But I constantly had to, um, to check myself and my expectations around um, how we felt as a family during this, like, family bonding time and it's pretty intense to just staycation at home um yeah you can survive everything yeah absolutely i mean i think that you bring up a really interesting point again about expectations and as i, I kind of mentioned earlier in in the work world i heard this phrase productivity porn that people feel so compelled from through looking at social media you know, almost everybody is like hyperactive, trying to either prove their value or worth, keep the wheels on the bus moving forward despite everything going on, mm -hmm. um, feeling the need to, you know, shift and pivot and like contribute online and virtually without necessarily pausing to think about how doing that thoughtfully and, or are we just contributing to kind of the general noise online? And yeah. it 
And, um, and so I think that really translates into families. Um, I've actually had to completely remove myself from a couple of social media groups related to moms because I was like, you know, I love that so many other families are feeling like amazing with all these, you know, photos of, like you said, their puzzle time, although we do puzzle time and game time too, but I needed to stop comparing what yeah. was happening in my house yeah. to what's happening in your house or her house or his house, because every family is different. And really at the end of the day, preserving our mental and physical health is like the most important paramount priority. And so, you know, sometimes that also means just letting people have their space mm -hmm. and not forcing everyone to be this like bonded family all the time. And if that is not what your family looks like, that's okay. Cause it might look like that tomorrow, but maybe it doesn't look like that today. And you know, we're all in different phases. Some of us have partners who are working. Some of us are working and we're trying to juggle so many balls. Nobody's family life is the same as someone else's. And so it's really important to check yourself and stop comparing what amazing, creative, cool things other families are doing. I mean, there's great inspiration and ideas, mm -hmm. but sometimes it's just not going to happen. And that's okay. You may have amazing ideas for your kids and be like, hey, let's all bake cookies or a cake because I saw online, you know, my friend's family's baking a cake together. And my boys might be like, I to watch Family Guy. And, you know, I can feel disappointed or I can become a monster and like try to coerce them to do it. Like, no, you're going to enjoy family time. You know, it's a really fine line. Mm -hmm. and kind of getting back to the beginning where I started, like, we got to cut ourselves some slack during, this is unprecedented. Yeah. So really just checking in with people that you can be super honest with, like Kim and I, we check in almost on a daily basis. Like we're like the first people we text in the morning. And that's a lifesaver for me because I can be super honest with Kim um, about what's going on in my life and how I'm feeling insecure, or I'm feeling, you know, like I'm falling behind, or I'm not doing a good job, or hey, I'm celebrating something I feel like I actually did really well. Um, you know, that's really important to have one or like a touchstone that you can be super honest with and say, you know what, that is not what my life looks like right now. Like all those awesome, that awesomeness, I'm not feeling it today. And I wasn't feeling it yesterday. So, um, you know, I, I think it's important getting, also getting back to the idea of like, you're not alone just because there's awesomeness happening online. It's a great reminder. You're not alone if that's not what you're feeling or you're experiencing or your family's not doing that. That's okay. You're doing you day by day and you're putting one foot in front of the other and trying your best. And that's yeah, all that really matters. And I would say, um, you know, on the note of the, the check-in, you know, if you don't have that person, someone's out there waiting for you. Yeah. You know, whether it be connecting with an old friend, a family member, maybe your neighbor, you know, take notice. Again, we have a slower pace right now in our life. Take notice of someone that needs to connect as well. So 
honestly, if, if that person doesn't exist for you, you can be someone's hero and they'll be your hero if you just reach out and make that connection because it can be anybody. And just to lean out the window of your balcony and say, hey neighbor, how's it going today? And maybe you have coffee or tea or a glass of water in the morning together to just reach out and just be reminded that people are there, yeah. you know? And this is again, someone you might walk past every single day um, again, like it was so great. I talked to my mom and she's like, oh my gosh, this old man neighbor of mine, like he would never wave at me. And now we wave at each other every morning. You know, people need people. I mean, yeah. we are, we are social creatures, you know, as much as you want to live in your balloon for, you know, productivity and success and all your accolades. Ultimately we need each other. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think what's important with that too is in your check-ins, um, sometimes you have to break the vulnerability barrier, mm -hmm. right? And yeah. you have to, you, it, maybe if it's with someone that you really like, but you're just, just building a relationship with and, you know, the, your trust level is still kind of nascent and, and adolescent with them. You know, sometimes we, we really pull away from being vulnerable and honest because we don't want people to judge us or we feel shame about it. And my, I would encourage you that with, you know, the person that you can check in with, even if it's a new relationship, you know, um, to, to kind of push the boundary of a little bit of vulnerability. So when someone says, hey, how you doing? instead of immediately reacting and saying, oh, I'm great. I mean, it's fine. We're doing awesome. We're doing all the cool stuff. You can say, no, I'm doing okay, but I'm struggling with this. Or yesterday was hard because of, I got in a fight with my husband. Um, or we, you know, my son isn't interested or motivated to do his school. Or, you know, I didn't get out. Or my dog threw up all over the carpet. You know, whatever it is. Yeah to be vulnerable and push that vulnerability boundary a little bit. Now there's a fine line between oversharing with someone who doesn't deserve, uh, Brene Brown says this, and I talk about her all the time. You, someone needs to deserve your vulnerability. So I'd caution against being super oversharing with someone you don't know super well, because you're not sure how they're going to receive you, but you can test the waters mm -hmm. and open up a little bit. And, you know, I remember when I had my son and he was an infant, one of our amazing um, parent, it was like a mom's group. And the lead of the mom's group always encouraged us every day. She said, you know, go, I, and I wish we could go over to each other's houses now, but back then, that was like 10 years <laughs> ago, um, we could. And she said, you know, go over to a friend's house who has little kids, but make a pact that you will never, you will not clean up your house before your friends come over. Mm -hmm. And the reason that's really important is so that when your friend shows up to your house, they see your reality and your vulnerability and they feel more at ease because you know that back at home, your laundry isn't done and your dishes are a mess and you've got toys all over the floor. And when you go to a friend's house that's perfectly picked up, it makes you feel, you know, less than and like incapable and what's wrong with me that 
my life isn't polished and perfect when really you've just wasted a lot of time creating the facade of perfection when no one's perfect, nothing's perfect. Mm -hmm. So being really honest about where you are with your check-in and how you're doing builds trust and connection and that bond that is really so important and really what we're craving right now. Mm -hmm. Um, one of the things that, uh, that, that I've done, which has been really fun is I have a group of women and I know that you have your group from college. They're kind of the same, same entity to us, but we have a weekly, um, zoom happy hour now. And it is so nice to see their faces like, and yeah. that is such a new, wonderful habit that didn't exist before, right? Like we would have to wait, um, you know, months and months and months to have our trip together. And that, creating that little support system and, and just getting that lightness in our life is a really nice new habit, you know? And, and when life go back, goes back to normal, it, who knows if it will continue, but you know, it, it, it's, it's something that helps for the time being. And it's, that's great. I mean, it's great to just kind of create that. And I, I, I wanted to speak. It's so funny because you say, um, the, you know, the image of, of perfection in your life. And it, it's making me laugh because here are backgrounds <laughs> are these really easy, um, brick walls, right? Yet around me is my mail that I have to go through and some socks that need to get well, we can, we can our backgrounds right now and, and uh, put them up. Should we put them up? <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> we'll do that um, another time. Yeah. Truth be told, I'm sitting in my bedroom because it is the only <laughs> quiet place I can guarantee in my house. My husband is working in the dining room. My sons are running around doing whatever they're doing, supposed to be doing school, but who knows because I'm in here on this call. So my dog is probably outside barking, trying to get in. And behind, <laughs> behind me is a, a blank white wall and um, some like the corner of some pictures that you might see from the side of my wall. So I'm literally sitting on a folding chair and two TV trays have my computer set up. So that's my reality right now. Yeah, but it's, it's awesome because that is balancing out what you need to do, all the little tools that you put in place in order to just be here at this moment, right? Yeah, like absolutely. this is what it's about. It's not all the stuff. It's not all the things. It's not the perception. It's making this connection and being able to be here today. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, maybe we should consider closing out the conversation with some positives. So mm -hmm. we, let's talk about a couple of things that have surprised us over the last couple of weeks um, and uh, that we've either learned that's really cool or something about ourselves or the people in our house that we've learned about. So what are some positives that you're experiencing, Kim? So early on, I had the space to do a lot of art which was really wonderful. I just kind of granted myself that space. Um, I've been able to, oh my gosh, go on. I mean, we, we've been always getting, getting our dog walks in, but it feels so much more consistent and valuable. And like you were saying earlier, just the, 
the routine and knowing that that's something that I'm going to commit and prioritize in my day yes. really um, allows me to feel like I'm taking better care of myself. And um, it's really funny because now that this week has merged into like what this is our new normal life, um, my family's getting along great. Like I think all of that pressure um, from spring break was just this weird amoeba of disorganization. And now it, I don't know, our time feels really amazing together. Um, and I just feel like we're in a lot of the same space. And it, it's actually really funny because my, my older son um, came down <laughs> yesterday and he's like, I love this homeschooling thing so much. <laughs> I'm like, oh no. <laughs> he, he's, he got, you know, to take a break and get on the Peloton and he got to get himself a normal lunch in the kitchen. And he just feels completely comfortable and happy in his space. And he feels engaged in his learning because he only had four classes. So they were just more intensive classes that were longer. And it, it was just surprising to see his eyes so lit up and so happy and so satisfied with something that last week I was really concerned about. So that's been, been really, really fascinating. Um, I will say now that the weather is nicer, um, it's, yeah. it's, it's a lot easier. So yeah. You know, um, I was talking to some people that have still have so much snow and it just makes it, everything feel a lot heavier because it's harder to go out and actually enjoy the snow. So, yeah. Yeah. I think for me, some of the positives, I mean, I, I'll, you know, um, kind of reflect some of your sentiments in that, um, for us, the boys really have been getting along great. I think part of that is they're getting more sleep. Part of that is they actually have free time to play, and as much as they're missing, um, as much as they're missing their organized sports and, and all of that, they're actually playing together um, mm -hmm. in ways that they weren't before. You know, uh, between a ten and fourteen year old, we, we see them outside playing basketball all the time. They're whether they're playing video games or chess or we're playing Uno you know, they're really engaging in a different way. And it's been really positive. Um, you know, my husband and I, um, our, our communication has become so much better because we can't, you know, he works from home and I'm working from home. So we have to communicate better or else it's just the wheels are going to fall off. So we've been finding ways to really connect with each other um, and have conversations to come to consensus and then have a unified front as we approach the kids and just in ways that are helping us, I think, uh, as a couple. Mm -hmm. And it's not always perfect. And sometimes we like want to be anywhere near, anywhere but near the other person. But in general, our, our overall interaction communication has, has improved. And I think some other positives are, you know, gosh, I'm getting out so much. I am running. I am, um, I'm walking my dog, my son and I, he's been playing soccer. We've been playing soccer together. Um, 
Um, we've been playing tease. That's him. He just kind of came in. I was like, no. Um, no, buddy, I'm recording. He just wanted to tell me he finished his homework. Uh, very proud. <laughs> See, we're it's we're all figuring it out. Um, so basically, um, you know, he and I have been playing soccer together, which has been amazing. I love soccer. He usually just goes to practice. Now I'm his coach and I'm practicing. We went for a run yesterday. Me and my 10 year old went for a run. I mean, how cool is that? So mm -hmm. for me, those connections are what's really important. Uh, and watching my boys become more independent in their own schedules, figure out what they're interested in and kind of explore their own space has been really, really positive too. And I'm, just like you, connecting with old friends. Um, mm -hmm. My college friends, um, later today, I'm actually talking to another group of friends that I traveled through Africa with, you know, and it, I'm just so excited to see their faces on a more regular basis. And uh, yeah, it, you know, I will be curious to see how things shift when we come out of this because this is temporary. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm hoping I can hold fast to some of those really positive nuggets and uh, perspective shifts and not just fall right back into the routine. So I think that would probably be a great podcast topic for us to revisit maybe in a couple of months. <laughs> yeah. Like what have you held on to and, and what have you forgotten? Yeah. Uh, and maybe we'll do that. But I, all in all, we're doing well. Family is healthy. We're generally happy. I wish health and wellness to everyone who's listening or watching. Um, I do have friends whose parents have been hospitalized with positive diagnoses and pneumonia. Um, and so, you know, this is real folks and people are being impacted. We need to take it seriously. Um, and I, I truly wish for this to impact as few people as possible and to pass us over as quickly as it can. And in the meantime, you know, thank you to everybody who's trying to stay home and do their part and who's out there working like your husband in the medical field to do their part. And um, I just, I know I'm saying I'm a lot, but I'm just emotionally, I'm emotionally, you know, feeling a, a lot of the heaviness. I, I don't want to make light of it. And I'd like to close with just how grateful I am for everybody that is trying their best to help us all collectively through this. I agree with you on that. I am so grateful for all the people that are continuing to keep all of us safe and keep our society running at that bare minimum level so that the impact doesn't feel quite as, I mean, it feels unsettling. Um, but the fact that we can still put gas in our cars, get food on the table, we don't have a food shortage, right. um, is huge. It's huge to this whole thing. Um, the fact that we still have all of our utilities and power and running water. I mean, those are things that all of us should be so grateful for. Yes. Um, that at least that normalcy um, still exists. Uh, you know, of course, the medical field, they are, that is, that it's so ingrained in them to be there uh, for people. Um, it, it's, you know, it's the Hippocratic Oath. It's, they, it, they can't think of it any other way. It truly is just ingrained in them in their training 
to make sure that they are there and they're available for people's needs, um, especially on the medical front. So it, it's fascinating because they just can't think differently. I mean, it really is a, a, a mental state. Um, so I'm super grateful for all of them. I'm obviously grateful for my husband the, that he goes out and, you know, tries to be there for all of his patients. And um, yeah, I'm grateful for all of you that are still keeping it together and trying to use this uh, life-changing experience to you know, maybe learn a little bit more, maybe reach out to people a little bit more, see the people around you, get to know your neighbors and, you know, step up where you can and be someone else's hero. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you all for joining us today, either via audio or video. Um, we're really excited. We're creating our first YouTube page. This will be our first post that we're posting <laughs> a video. Um, <laughs> continue to post uh, audio as well so you can continue to listen to our episodes um, but we are as always interested in hearing about which topics you would like us to talk about next um, how you'd like us to share our thoughts or perspectives with you what's important to you is important to us so please let us know um, you can follow us uh, on our Instagram page or our Facebook page and we'll be putting the link out for the YouTube page on all of our social feeds as well. Um, so stay tuned for that. Probably in the next couple of days, uh, we'll let people know. And um, with that, I just wanted to say thank you all for listening today. And, uh, and have a great rest of your week and weekend. Thank you, everybody. Hang in there. Okay, bye-bye.